Welcome everyone to RU International Podcast, promoted by Isaac, International Student Affairs Council at Radford University. My name is Otavio De Lucchi, and I will be coordinating the interviews and the podcast here. Thank you so much. On this new path for the project, every Sunday we'll be releasing an interview with RU students, connected to the international community at Radford City or Isaac. Preceded by a short introduction about the country the guests came from, we will be talking about their experience so far, cultural exchange and international perspective in New River Valley. Today we bring here a talk with Ibrahim Algofeli from Saudi Arabia. As just mentioned, one of the new features of the podcast is the international guests present a short text about their countries. There's no way to know a place as talking and listening to people from there. So here it was Ibrahim brought to us about Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is the biggest country in the Arabian Peninsula in Middle East. Also, the nature there is mostly desert, but there's a slight diversity. For example, in the south part of the country, where the mountains are, is the most greenish and trees part of, the, of Saudi Arabia. In the south, as well, the weather doesn't get as hot as the rest of the country, as it gets in the summer. Interestingly, it snows in the south and the north of Saudi Arabia in the winter. The capital city of Saudi Arabia is Riyadh and is considered the economic seat of Saudi Arabia because that's where the international and big companies open the, their main offices. The population there is about 34 million people, and just in Riyadh, the capital city, uh, 7 million people are located. The main religion is Islam, with minorities of Christianity, Buddhism, Judaism, Hinduism, and many other ones. Saudi Arabia has two of the holiest cities for all Muslims in the world. These two cities are called Mecca and Medina. Saudi cuisine is rich and diverse since Saudi Arabia's location is in the middle. It's between three continents, which are Africa, Asia, and Europe. The cuisine has all kinds of foods and seasonings. Most famous dish there is kabza, which is basically rice, chicken, vegetables, with rich, tasteful seasonings and spices. People in Saudi Arabia are mainly family-oriented, and family is an important thing and valuable. Interestingly, alcohol and pork are prohibited by law in the country. They're not allowed to enter the Saudi borders. However, there's all kind of beverages and foods. Saudi culture is generally conservative, but the Saudi people are welcoming and enjoy to talk with international people and get to know their cultures and stories. Also, Saudi people generally love to try new activities and experiences. They have an interesting relationship with desert, and they love camping there and see the stars and do all kinds of activities and sports. Lastly, I hope you learned something new about Saudi Arabia and the Saudi people. So, let's go to the interview. Thank you so much for listening here. Hello everyone, this is Ibrahim Al-Gufeli. Uh, I'm from Saudi Arabia and uh, I'm studying Masters, I'm studying MBA. This is my first year in MBA and I've been in the United States for six years now, so yeah. Good, perfect. Ibrahim, how did you find out about Radford University? So that's, 
a long story. I was studying in, uh, I was learning English as second language in Northern Virginia. And uh, I was planning, to, I was looking for universities to study my undergrad. And my brother used to study here before me. So uh, I, I used to visit him and like when I, one time I visited him and I see the community, I see the, the campus, I see the environment and I really loved it. So I said, I would like to apply here and contact my governmental advisor, which at that time they were like taking care of my tuition and everything. And they, they approved, so I came here. This is awesome. So yep. when you moved to the United States, was the first time you came here to study English as second language or did you come before? No, I think it was my first time like in my life to come to the United States. It was 2014 when I planned to study my like graduate, like undergrad and graduate school here. So before that, my family used to come here, but I used to go to like some other places, like closer, like right. Europe and stuff like that. Like for example, my my um, in my high school, I've been to England twice uh, for like learning English, you know. So yeah. Okay, perfect. And you said you got your undergrad here mm -hmm. in Radford and. Currently, you are a graduate student, MBA, right? Yep, that's true. Uh, which major did you got your undergrad? So, my undergrad, it was in the business field as well. So, uh, I was majoring in finance and minoring in accounting. First thing I would like to ask you about the Radford studies is what do you feel, especially now you got your undergrad here and you're a graduate student? And for you, what are the major differences between an undergrad and the graduate? college? Uh, I think the main big difference is in undergrad we used to have too much exams, too much uh, like uh, quizzes and stuff like that, like a lot of assignments where in, um, in my grad school I still have a lot of assignments but these assignments are more like uh, reading and discussing with my, uh, with my classmates and um, my teachers and I think I feel I felt like even though it was only three months, like difference between my undergrad and my um, master's degree or grad school, the teachers started looking at you differently. Like they started looking at you like as an adult and you know what you're doing and stuff like that. And that was kind of interesting for me. This is awesome. Talking about, you're, you're from Saudi Arabia, talking about the cultural background experience, what was your major difference? What was your major experience that you realized the difference between about the Saudi culture and the American culture? We know there are lots of differences, yeah. but if you can point out some major ones for us. Uh, I would say, as you said, like there's a lot of ma like, like differences and cultural differences. But I would say like if I want point three major stuff, it's going to be uh, religion, like... Uh, uh, food and maybe weather I don't know right but yeah ma like mainly because these like most of the like differences are like surrounded by these three so for example like uh, religion back home we see you see mosques everywhere here you barely find a mosque here for praying and stuff like that and um, I don't struggle with that because I usually pray at my place here and stuff like that but yeah, I think I would say these three major differences. Right. Yeah, I think the food, is, in a common way, I think everyone, all the internationals that I talk to, I can talk even 
for myself. The food is the major difference we can find because even here inside the United States, we have major difference among the cultures yeah, that's from cool. one state to other. So we can imagine how is it for like a country, country wise speaking. Yeah, that's cool. So one more thing is related to good and not so good points. Uh, I don't like to use the word bad because yeah. I believe every experience brings us something. So what was the major or one thing that when you moved here and got used to the culture, you really enjoyed about the United States? And one thing that maybe even nowadays you're still trying to understand better, is there something like that? Yeah, I think the first one I would say the community. I really, what I really love about here is uh, when you find people from all around the place and uh, like students, for example, especially the college student and like, like the college life. That was, I didn't experience that back home because I came here as soon as I graduated from my um, high school. So I think the big, like the big difference is like the community and how people, like people from all around the, like the globe come to the United States and you experience most of the cultures. Like I would not imagine that I would eat Brazilian or cook Brazilian food, man, if I was back home. So that was really interesting for me. Do you have a thing that even though after five years you still struggle or what was the thing you got some time to get used to? I think what I still struggle with is, even though I've been here for five years, is communicating with some Americans, some like especially in chatting and stuff like that, like texting. For me, it's kind of difficult to understand still, but um, when I ask for clarification and stuff like that, they they like they explain it and stuff like that. So, yeah, I would say communication is the big the biggest like obstacle I'm having, especially not for, with internationals since um, I'm hanging out more with internationals, but with Americans mostly. Yeah. You just mentioned before to communicate with. Uh, Americans and non-American people and meeting and hanging out with them as well. Uh, you said you mainly gator or have relations, connections. Gator is not a good word or a good thing to do <laughs> right now, especially <laughs> about COVID. Yeah. Do you think there's a specific reason for that? That's an that's an interesting question actually. I, I don't I don't think I have a reason for that, but maybe because. Uh, internationals in general have something in common that they came to United States to a, like to a different country and all of us like as internationals or non-Americans came here for like a specific reason experience the culture experience the food experience the people talk to them know about like like see in, like the America that we've seen in, in the movies and stuff like that so maybe I've been hanging out with uh, internationals more because we have more stuff in common and yeah, that's that's the only reason I can think of. And yeah, and, or maybe as well, I have I just like some some more reason come pop up in my mind is for for me I, like through my experience the five years or six years in the United States, I felt it was like easier to communicate with internationals, especially with the language barrier. So all of us learned English as second language and. Uh, we we try to understand each other as as like or help each other as much as we can through like communicating and trying to communicate with with each other while um, i'm not saying like american people are hard to communicate with 
I'm not saying that at all, but when they speak naturally and fast, sometimes I find it too hard to understand everything they're saying. So I'm, I'm like, I repeat, can you, can you, what is that? Can you repeat this again? And I felt like it was kind of annoying for them. So I didn't like to, like, to let them repeat themselves over and over and over while, yeah, that's, I'm just like thinking out loud, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure about the like specific reasons, you know? What would you say to someone who's planning to study abroad? It can be read for or just abroad. You, yeah. As you said, you have the experience here as a master's student, as an undergrad student, as like uh, English as second language learner, yeah. and also in other place. So what would you say uh, to someone who is seeking this path? Yeah, I would say like studying abroad is a huge thing and is a huge opportunity for anybody who, who decide to do that because it lets you, it opens your minds for many stuff. For example, if, if I was in Saudi Arabia, uh, I wouldn't, there's a, lot, like, there's a lot of stuff, I wouldn't change my mind on, on them. And I, it doesn't have to be particularly wrong or right, but it opens, it opens your horizon to think, like um, outside the box. And it also helps you to experience other cultures, like try, try their food, uh, know their stories, and I think each person or each like uh, international or non-international person when you travel abroad they have their own story and they're like what I think about it is like each person is a book is they're full of stories full of, full of experiences and that helps us to grow on the people that we are now and it helps us as well to open our mind and know that the world is not only for example for people here it's not only Radford, until for people back home, it's not only Saudi Arabia or Riyadh or whatever. Riyadh, by the way, is the capital city of Saudi Arabia. So studying abroad helped help me a lot with opening my mind and seeing, like experiencing other cult cultures and trying um, like international food and learning stories from people from all around the globe. And for like, for example, now I have friends in like all most of the continents in the world, and that's that's a huge thing for me. I, I would never imagine that when I was, if I was in Saudi Arabia, you know, because we don't have a huge or a big uh, international community as in the United States here, and it helps you to be independent as well, like to be, to do your own stuff. To, like for example, when I was in Saudi Arabia, I have never cooked anything. I have never known how to cook. So when I first came here, it was. I was struggling a lot and I was depending on, I lived with a, like an American family, so I was depending on them for the food and most of the, most of the, even my laundry. Back home I didn't use to do my laundry. So it helped like it, like studying abroad for me as an experience, it like it, it get, like it, it let me learn a lot of, of uh, skills and um, like, uh, and improve my life as well, so yeah. This was Ibrahim Algufeli from Saudi Arabia, and we would like to thank you so much, Ibrahim, for this opportunity to talk with you. Thank you so much, you listener, as well. Share this podcast, give us a like, send to friends, and save in our device, right? So uh, we will be waiting for you in our next episode. Thank you so much.